I saw you hitting the extra lobster tails. Yeah. Uh, getting a little flipping with the buffet. I don't know, Janice. Have you seen this all-you-can-drink bracelet? It doesn't have an expiration date. Listen, my grandfather didn't pay for the extra upgraded package at every uh, timeshare across the greater southeast for me not to be out here balling on pickleback shots nonstop. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers. We talk about college football, we talk about lifestyle, and tonight we talk about The Bachelor. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. We're on Twitter at The Wheel Route. We have an email address. It's wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you can uh, get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, things of that nature. We're on Instagram as well at Wheel Route Podcast. Uh, my name is Logan Whitehouse. Coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida. I'm on Twitter at Log on the Dawn. It's been lovely here in Stewart, Florida. It's been windy, but it's been very lovely. Um, fresh off a uh, co-ed bat. Well, no, what was it? A co-ed baby shower this weekend. Um, Those good are time. two different things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and. Uh, I actually took second place in the chugging the Corona out of the baby bottle contest and won a bottle of wine to take home. Congrats. So good times. The key you'll find, Jordan, should you ever find yourself in this situation, which you certainly will soon, is um, long pulls off the nipple. You don't want to over-nurse. You want to bite deep on the nipple, take it well into your mouth, and you want to basically depress it in a way that sort of maximizes the the orifice opening yeah you're and an then, engineer you know yeah this. and then you just want to take long pulls there minimizes right. foam first of all and then i think you actually just you, it just maximizes your volume yeah you're anyhow st- the girl the girl better. who won yeah the girl who won um ripped a hole in the nipple with her teeth and and that's how <laughs> oh she gosh. won so yeah so just that can't be allowed let it be known i play the game the right way and I think we know what our intro to this episode is going to be. No, now, so. It happened way too early. We can't, <laughs> we'll see. We uh, can't stack it back to back. Like you that. never know. You never know. <laughs> Anyhow, who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I'm yeah. in Harrisonburg, Virginia, uh, where we also have had a couple of nice days. Also had a windy Wednesday today. Oh. Some cooler weather blowing in, I fear. Uh, I'm on Twitter.com, at ShankJordan. I am still a little cranky about the time change and how how it is affecting my body, but I will persevere. I will press on and, uh, you know, just keep cranking out this content. It's what we do. Amen. Coach E here, also coming from Stewart, Florida. Um, so in addition to co-ed baby showers, uh, I've also been on the news twice in the, the past week. I'm becoming the coronavirus therapist here in South Florida, just giving the people what they need, a calming voice and presence, yeah. and along with some helpful tips about managing your anxiety. You know? It's true. Out here. It's true. So, so far- two two news appearances. What what do we have the appearance fee bumped up to now? <laughs> we talking 5K? 
You know, I prefer not to talk numbers on the show. That's it's smart. arrogant. Yeah, that's and it's always listening. <laughs> always stay humble. Let me just say the treasures in heaven are piled high for sure. That's right. That's crowns in your jewels in your crown. That's what it is. Logan said he'd buy me dinner if I could work in the phrase. It's fine. It'll buff out. And I, I seriously thought about it, but I, I just Listen, couldn't guys, quite get it. Listen, guys, coronavirus is coming. Don't worry, guys. It'll buff, buff out. out. It'll yeah. buff right out. That's uh, what yeah. the big orange doctor has told us. Just stick home, and <laughs> yeah. it'll, and, and it'll a go miracle away. will happen. A yeah. miracle will happen, like it does every year. Yep. Um, definitely not working. Um, all right, what are you guys drinking? Uh, I have a Richmond Lager from Hardywood. Mm. I have the 16 ounce can because I do anticipate. We are in. We are in for the long haul tonight. <laughs> an evening. We have an evening in store, Emily. Um, I am drinking Cupcake Vineyard Sparkling Rosé. Um, put it on the co- the coaster. I also have the bottle with me because I'm also anticipating this episode to run kind of long. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll pull a Kelsey at some point. Whoa! And what, baby? Burp the bottle like a baby. No, I'll try to try to swig it from the bottle. Yeah, oh. get get the paper yeah. towels ready. We should be doing that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I am drinking tonight, uh, as I also anticipate this will be a long episode, and uh, I have a Founders Dirty Bastard Scotch Style Ale. Um, All right, it's nice. It was a baby shower fallout gift. So. Not not one you chug through the baby bottle. No, no, I I, I kept it straight straight Corona. In honor of the times, uh, out of the baby bottle. In the spirit of things. <laughs> in the spirit of things. But, uh, yeah, no, it's good. I, um, it's like a dark, I mean, it's a scotch ale. It's a pretty intense, you know, beer setup. But I got a couple of Ronas in the fridge if things get sideways on me. Well, I, I also think it's worth mentioning that Logan and I went to Martin County High School um, boys baseball uh, game this yeah. past week. Wow. It really just took me back. The smells. Yeah. I mean, there is something... <laughs> about high school that's just it there's doesn't matter about, what I, high school it is there's just a smell in yeah, the air that is like, oh, true i found the whole experience very soothing too just watching live baseball is a very soothing experience like it's fun you know you can kind of sit there you can kind of chat with your friends it doesn't move too fast a lot of good sights and sounds and smells there's also a track meet going on at the football stadium right behind the baseball stadium. Yeah. And these dudes were just fouling the ball straight into the football stadium at all times. Like, I mean, it would just be like, heads, 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 heads. And then all of a sudden, like, the ball you hear just like, gang, like, right in the middle of the stands. Like, there was way more people at the track meet than at the baseball game, too. It seemed interesting that they were, that there wasn't a better plan in place for preventing that from happening. Mm-hmm. No, no Whatever. tall nets or anything surrounding. Right. But shout out to Martin County. They uh, they won. They did win. The uh, they they played Royal Palm. The pitcher from Royal Palm was dealing though. Brother Man was bringing it. What uh, what what mascot is Martin County? I knew you were gonna ask me they that. They're the Tigers, <laughs> right? I I was gonna say that too, but I just wanted to make. Sure I thought they, they were the Bulldogs, like but that's South Fork. South Fork's the Bulldogs. Yeah. Martin County's the Tigers. Interesting. I trust you. Not. Uh, not the best, not the most lively of mascot names. Yeah, not really local. Not a lot of local. You know, yeah, oh, I could have gone with like Florida Tigers, Panther, Panther, Crocodile, the Crocs, the the Indigo cool. Snakes. Oh, they are blue and yellow. <laughs> Real local, you know. <laughs> 
Except for indigo snakes are smooth, slow moving, moving and endangered. Well, base, baseball's slow moving and endangered. It's pretty endangered. Bringing up good stuff here. All right. Uh, Jordan, do you have any, any other lifestyle updates? How's your vehicle? Everything's going okay there? Uh, yeah, I think so. It turns out I will need a catalytic converter on, ah. on one side of the engine. So Sorry. we're looking Sorry. at that as the next project. Uh, I will be going after market and not paying dealership prices for that. Oh yeah. That's, uh, uh, and then, uh, then we'll see what happens, you know, hopefully turn some lights off on the dash. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be good. You'll be happy. You did that. I feel for you. I do feel for you though. We been there. Limped around very recently. Does your we've talked about this, I know, but I forgot the answer. Does your Subaru prevent you from using the cruise control if your check engine light is on? Yes. Oh, um what a I, dagger see, that is. It's not really for me because I never use cruise control. Like Even I on the interstate? Yeah. I'm I'm probably an outlier in the general population hmm. in this regard. Why is that? I think it's because the first car I started driving on uh, consistently was the old 98 Saturn SW2. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. that, that did not have much of a cruise control at all. I don't remember if it broke or if I just yeah. chose not to engage with it, but that's kind of how I've, I've gotten comfortable, how I've, how I've grown up. Interesting. Hmm. I just, I almost, and I'm not saying that you're, let me, let me, let me start this by saying, I don't think that you're a non-conscientious driver. I perceive using cruise control all, not only as a, a, an ease and comfort thing, mm -hmm. but also as a, um, like a conscientious thing to other drivers on the road, yeah. because you, you basically guarantee you go the same speed and it's, you, you run, you, you run into less of those situations where you're just getting like uh ramshackled people riding up your butt and, mm -hmm. and you, or you like, are like sort of passing the guy and then he speeds up and then you're like, come on, man, I'm going the same speed. But that's just a, I'm sure I'm overthinking it also. No, I, I that's a fair point to, uh, to come to the table with. I think I, like I do use it when I get rental cars on trips. Yeah. Uh, and I'm kind of mm -hmm. less familiar with the, uh, the foreign roads that I'm on. Sure. But I also think my aversion to it is that like when I would use it in my old car and you're driving on 81 with some hills, yeah. Like it just floors it going up the hill to maintain oh, right, that yeah. speed. And <laughs> right, that would, right. Like that would kind of get uncomfortable driving a, a you know, 17, 18 year old car at the time. If you're going south, especially if you're going south on 81, it gets a little windy and, and dippy. Yeah. So I just kind of let my foot do the work. I gotcha. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, Emily, anything else you, you care to add before we dive into this? I know you're ready. You're ready to chat. I am so ready. All I have to say okay. is that this really tested our marriage the past two days because <laughs> it's it? well for me personally because i like i like talking with you about things uh -huh. that matter to me and are important to me and i really took one for the team here and <laughs> i kept everything to myself because i heard two voices of logan and jordan in my head saying save it for the pod. The pod. don't well, talk about it i said it to you because i wouldn't have been there so right but that but, is but that is a fair point. You. You've become the voices inside my head. <laughs> That's good. Excellent. Um, yeah. So let's get to it. We had. Oh, two. I would also like before we start, Go let's ahead. just put put the disclaimer out here right now. We are going to do our best, as we've been saying all season, not to attack people, but to to maybe attack make behavior. criticisms of behavior. Yes. So Correct. that that covers whatever sins come after this. Absolutely. And and on top of that, if we do say things more about 
people. It's about how they are presenting themselves and projecting themselves, knowing full well that we understand people have depths and uh, are complex. And so we can only base our opinions and judgments off of the information we're given. Which is a highly produced, highly controlled environment Therefore, on, on TV. Some of our statements may be very judgy. <laughs> oh, they're gonna be judgy. Like oh, let's just let's, let's just, just let it, let's just let it rip. The game is the game. Um we had two episodes of The Bachelor this week. Um two like quasi live event things, I guess. Yeah. Um how how do we feel about the live event where we cut to Chris in the studio just like Wow. Wow. And you know, Peter doesn't even know how this is going to end. Let's see. And then like, I mean, are you are you really getting that stoked to go watch the TV? Not necessary for the first part of the finale. Like, it's one thing if you're bringing people out to talk with them, like part two of the finale, but part one, there was never any point where it was just having a live audience to watch the show and for the reactions, that was done. Right. I, I'm curious as to, so if somebody buys tickets for this live event, are you buying, is it like an ACC tournament situation where you can buy a multi-day kind of pamphlet of tickets or can you only go to one night? And... I can't say that it, like I was struck by seeing like the same people in the same seats, yeah. but yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean that that was how it went. Um, did not see uh, Dan Mullen's wife this year, so that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Probably smart. Stick, you know, stick yeah. away from unnecessary travel. Um, I heard too that they made everybody that was there sign a waiver that they did not have the coronavirus. So they yeah, could, I would like to make stand. a point about this later. <laughs> okay. to night two. <laughs> oh yes. But anyhow, all right, let's uh, get to it. Episode part one, episode one, whatever you want to call it. It was Monday night, um, and we are in. Gold Coast, Australia? No, we moved. Oh, yeah, we went to the middle, to Uluru. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the that's the name of it. It was Alice Springs. Alice Springs, which is like could not be more smack dab in the middle of Australia. Yeah. There's a lot of wildlife featured, which I would like to say that Logan and I have been watching Seven Worlds, One Planet. We just recently watched the Australia episode on Sunday. Oh, we were so up on We were Australia. identifying <laughs> yeah. wildlife left and right. We knew Uluru. Uh, we, yeah, we knew all the wildlife. The bearded dragons, the uh, what were they? The thorny devils. The thorny devils, man. Uh, they <laughs> were my favorite. See, see there's a mascot name for Martin County. Perfect. Oh, the Martin County thorny devils. Yeah. Real quick, the thorny devil, size of a mouse. It's a lizard, super scaly. It absorbs water through yeah. its skin. It it can it like oh. will stick its arm in a puddle, and the capillary action of the water will climb up its arm all the way to like. Up its, its neck mouth. to its mouth, and it'll just start like licking the water off itself. Wow! But he does that so he can stay, keep his head up, and stay alert because you know, amazing. Everything wants to eat you out there. Birds, right? It was the birds and the the bigger oh, the big lizard. lizards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the anyway, parenti. the parenti is always out there. <laughs> always hunting, out there. Always hunting the hunting the bearded so dragon and the horny. If you devil. really ever want to experience the White Houses. Um, just live in their best life. It's not necessarily to come watch The Bachelor with us. Oh, no. It's to come watch nature and wildlife documentaries. We're just living over here. Oh, David, you know? At- David Attenborough, just sing me yeah. to sleep, baby. Love it. <laughs> anyway, Love it. moving on. The dulcet tones. We're All not right. talking about this. <laughs> back to Los Angeles. Speaking of wildlife, back to Los Angeles. Uh, we are not really. Back to Alice Springs. 
And um, what we had, what I mean, what happened? It was so long ago. Oh, it man. Like it okay. ago I, I think I'm just going to have to drive this ship Start tonight, driving, boys. Emily. Here we go. All right. Thank you. So we are meeting the Webbers this week. First up, we have Hannah Again, Ann. For the fourth time meeting the Webbers, but yes. Yes. So <laughs> Hannah Ann is going to meet with them the first time. Um, she says her only goal is that Peter's parents know how much she loves their son. Um, his parents just seem immediately smitten by her. I mean, how could you not? She adorable. Really lays it on thick. I know that Hannah Ann has had a bit of a perception by us this season of being a little maybe too good at playing this game. Um, clearly understands that all Peter needs is just to be like verbally stroked and that's that's really all he needs but um definitely his parents are the same way uh it seemed like she was laying it on a little thick but i honestly was a was kind of struck with how sincere she seemed and how mm -hmm. sincere she came off in both I of these it. episodes yeah yeah I bought, I bought it too i didn't necessarily immediately jump to like oh she's a conniving and she's uh you know she's doing this for the sake of um winning um, not to say that she maybe wasn't, but uh, yeah, I, th I thought she, she put on a good performance. I thought she came across well. Yeah, we got our first indication uh, <laughs> at, that would be reinforced with the second uh, young lady visiting the family that Peter's father and especially his mother, Barb, are the types that uh, if you follow high school football recruiting, there are some recruits who just really love the process and they, yes. they liked they like to be pursued by schools. Uh, Peter Sr. and Barb are very much this type of recruit. They like to be pursued and told how good they are and how important their skills would be to a college mm -hmm. football team. They'll definitely commit to multiple schools along right. the way. A thousand percent committed. So yeah. along that line, um, Jordan, I'm glad you said that because – I couldn't help but make note of a quote from Miss Barb where she says, I'm looking for someone that's going to love mm -hmm. my son with all of her heart. Like, wait a second. Yeah, she came she came off really possessive this whole time, even down to where we get later where she's, you know, bring her home to us. Yeah. You know, go get her, bring her to us. Like it's I mean, I appreciate the family atmosphere that they're maybe I, I respect the family vibe, but the whole she seemed to completely jump over the spot where it was her son's relationship with his potentially future wife and just made it into like the group's relationship with her son's potential wife, right. which was seemed icky and Well and specifically how how they related to her. Yeah. As yeah, yeah. The mother. Oh, yeah. She yeah, saw yeah. it as who do I want for my daughter in law, not who who does Peter want to marry. Right. right, and then sort of, sort of tried to backdoor it into like, well, you know, I just I, I know what's best, you know. Right, right. So, um, so Hannah did a good job. Hannah she did. did. Job. She did. I was very impressed with Hannah Ann. Um, we basically kind of like also have this scene where Peter's confiding in his dad. His who, by the way, his dad seems a little more level headed. But that's neither here nor there. Where Peter, Seems like an easy stand taker, though. Like, yeah. the kind of guy that's definitely going to... Try to stay in the middle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's Switzerland. Of his boys yes. He does and his not wife. want to rock the boat. Exactly. Right. Especially given who he's married to. Yes. But um, Peter says that 
on the one hand, I have someone who's making it so easy on me, referring to Hannah Ann, and on the other, one that's not making it so easy. Right. Which, look, if you're Hannah Ann and watching this back, <laughs> and you're being portrayed as the easy choice, that okay. sucks. Yeah. yeah, that's a bad. That's a bad word choice in general, mm-hmm. and. Even even if you make that point as well as you can make it, it does not come off like you actually like Hannah Ann. You just like the fact that she's agreeable and nice. Right. It's not was, difficult, yeah. Was it you, Jordan, who said a few weeks ago that Hannah Ann like, comes across as the 13-year-old boy's ideal like girlfriend? Uh, I don't know that I said that. I do remember saying that she was very much clearly the person who was the most i will be whoever you want me to be peter yes type deal um so if that's the 13 year old boys version then (laughs) great but yeah she was the one who seemed the most i will lay everything down be who you want me to be for this to work uh candidate Mm -hmm. in this game absolutely and i want to circle back to that later on i believe it's Part two. Okay. I have a lot more to say about that in particular. Yep. Um, just before we move on to Madison, another thing that Barb said that really bothered me was when Peter and Hannah Ann, who, by the way, were engaging in a lot of uncomfortable PDA on the couch. Well, Peter was. Um, yeah. Barb shocking. says. I know. Shocking. Barb looks at her husband and was like, oh, I see me and you, your dad and myself. 30 yeah. years ago. I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. The whole the whole parents using their relationship to like manipulate yes. or try and try and finagle their children's relationships uh not a great look. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand that you want the best for your kids, but whenever it's kind of skeezy manipulative like that just just pump the brakes and resist the temptation to to get your fingers in the pot. Yes, Indeed. well said. All right. Indeed. So yeah, so very supportive like I mean seemed a little overbearing but definitely was like supportive mom in that situation. You know, we thought maybe she was going to be like a cheer you know, a real cheerleader type. I at least was thinking like oh this lady is just going to be like freaking size box the whole time <laughs> of whoever comes in here. But then Madison arrives. At what point did Emily did they have did Peter have the conversation uh, with his parents about like why he and Madison? So it was actually prior to Hannah Ann's date. Okay. But in our okay. show notes, I put it here because it flows better and makes more sense. Um, but yes, prior to Hannah Ann coming over, Peter did tell his parents what was going on with Madison and their current conflict in the ultimatum, um, and it was actually his brother. I found interesting. He said, well, if you and Madison can work it out, then we can look past it too and focus on Madison. If only those words were true. (laughs) Well, and the fact too that like it was a, I have a little bit of a problem with the way this whole thing has been talked about. I understand the people making the point that like Madison probably owed it to talk to Peter about this earlier on. Totally agree. Totally on board. Agree with that. the idea that it's something's like, oh, we can look past that. Like, she's not actually presenting a problem right. necessarily or like yeah. a problem behavior. She's presenting like a choice she has made for her life. And 
And again, it wasn't an ultimatum, but it's and it so also easy was, to call yeah, it that. It was not, yeah. Also, it was not an ultimatum, <laughs> but like just like I think the brother just like immediately was like, I'm a, I got like a couple minutes here before my mom starts talking, so I need to like get some get <laughs> some points something. off. <laughs> yeah. But like just like yeah, we can look past that. Again, it was like this whole like group think weird like family dynamic like enmeshed family dynamic thing that like permeated the entire like time with the Webers. It was weird. And even if you do want to call it an ultimatum, not all ultimatums are bad. Uh There are some that are meant to be and come across as manipulative, but otherwise like the definition of an ultimatum is saying, here's what I want or need. Yeah. Yeah. And here's what will happen. You know, like if then statement. And most of the time it's just, yeah, being clear about something. Right. It's just that typically people use ultimatums in manipulative ways, which yeah. I don't think is what Madison was doing, but I do think Barb does it later. Oh, for sure. oh does she? <laughs> oh, um, for sure. Barb, Barb has zero self-awareness or wow. sense of irony for how yes. any of this stuff goes. Side note, but we'll... But we'll anyway, I do that. think that like Peter like sharing with his parents ahead of time kind of what was going on I, this was one of those moments where I was like, okay, Peter needs to move out of his parents' house, first of all, and maybe have some distance. Like, if you don't want your family to have a certain idea of who Madison is, maybe not share everything about your relationship with them. Was it really that important to bring them into that conflict? Or maybe would have it been better for you to try to work it out with Madison before bringing it up to your parents to see if you could work it out on your own? But instead... You just, just add in complicating factors yes. by like briefing your parents of like an issue that is a fairly personal issue that really doesn't have anything to do with certainly doesn't have anything to do with your mom or your dad. Yeah. Um, and that that doesn't get Madison started on fair footing at all when like your elevator pitch about Hannah Ann is, Oh, she's so great and things are so nice and then like with Madison, who boy, we've had, we've really been through the ringer the last week or so. And, uh, here's <laughs> right. exactly why, mom and dad. So, yeah, not not the best uh, pre-game kind of environment for Madison, especially to walk into. Exactly. Sure. So it's already like the family has um, some concerns. Uh, and so it just kind of creates an yeah. opportunity for there to be tension. They're also unilaterally supportive of like Peter's lifestyle, which yes. is se- seemed interesting in that it was like, I don't know. I mean, obviously it was like they were hinting at like, it was the whole thing about like sex. Right. Yeah. And, it, but like, and I'm all for you being supportive of your child, your kid's lifestyle. But it was weird how they were supportive of this and like so dismissive of like the choices Madison had made um, as if they were like a bad thing. And therefore Peter was like completely incompatible with Madison. And I even thought Peter, like when he was talking to his brother, like said some nice things about how like, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to make some changes to my life because I like Madison, you know, like, of course, that's what you do. That's love. And I was like, oh, Peter, wow, look yeah. at you. Like, it was interesting yeah, that he was willing to wisdom. say, yeah, he was willing to say that to his brother, but at really at no point did he really stand up to his mom very much um, right. until to later on, right. hardly. So anyhow, continue. Madison shows up, and I guess things got off to a slow start because they talked for 
Well, uh, and if you think about it, I understand this. They probably haven't talked since that last one-on-one date Mm -hmm. that ended so poorly. We had a rose ceremony where they hadn't talked prior. And who knows what happened after, but Hannah Ann was standing there. So what are you going to talk about? And and Peter had to ask Madison, are you sure? After she said yes, she would accept the rose. Um, So you know me. I like to share a good quote when I hear it. And Madison says to Peter, I wanted you to understand the weight and the gravity of the importance of that week for me and what I was okay with and what I wasn't okay with. I felt like you put your feelings, needs, and wants before mine, and that was really hurtful. I thought, wow, well-spoken, well-said. She did a really good job of keeping it together and not being, like, overly emotional when she was giving these, like, speeches to Peter, too. She was very measured and didn't come off the cuff or fly off the rails at any point. Like, made, made her points with, you know, calmness. And I think that went yeah. a long way. I think it goes a long way, especially with, with Peter, if he doesn't have to deal with or he's not influenced by hysterics when when you kind of have those conversations with him. Right. Yeah, would totally agree to that. Um, and especially, I mean, she didn't start off like the first time she tried to have one of these conversations right. with Peter. Didn't really go so well. And we were mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, God, Madison, you're blowing it. You're blowing it. But then she seemed to uh, round up the form there and. I think really put together some fairly impressive performances given the situations uh, the past couple. <laughs> this sounds like we're talking about sports so that's what much. We do. Anyhow, that's all good. She's so, very assertive. She, I do. I do want to make note that it. guys, we were so right though about our synopsis of why Peter reacted the way he did um, at their one-on-one date yep. when after the ultimatum because he says to her. All right, well, given this situation, I had someone who's not shared anything with me about how she feels towards me. Remember, we said that, like, if he had maybe known uh-huh. how strongly he, she felt about him and she was thinking about an engagement, maybe he wouldn't have had sex with someone else. True. So he brings that up to her and is saying, like, so put yourself in my shoes. Here's someone I care about who hasn't shared with me how much she cares about me, who's giving me an ultimatum. I'm probably going to like do what I want to do because I didn't know what you were feeling. I was like, guys, we really were spot on. And I was just really <laughs> proud of us. That one. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Uh, definitely. Um, so, yeah, they talk outside. They, they continue to do this weird thing in which they like touch noses while they talk. And Peter um, loves talking into a shoulder of yes. the other yeah. person. Yeah. Does a lot of like, yeah. Honey, what he also, do about this? he also like loves to like try to like link kisses into his like close nuzzles. And Madison was playing some tremendous Tony Bennett pack line oh, defense yeah. against the kisses. Kept the ball out of the paint. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Forced him to take contested threes from odd angles. But, I think um, I I have the sense that like Peter's nervous tick is just to kiss somebody. Yes. And yeah. Not, Probably yeah. not the best behavior mechanism. But... <laughs> yeah. Because even like when Hannah Ann was like over visiting his parents and he was like holding her, he kept kissing her shoulder. And I was like, oh, man man loves a good set of shoulders. Yeah, he does. Apparently. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Madison finally does tell him she's like, love isn't the issue here. It's all the other crap. And he's kind of like, wait, what? Love isn't the issue. And she finally tells him that she is in love with him. She sees a future with him. 
And then on their last one-on-one, had he proposed, she would have said yes until all this other crap happened. Until they went to dinner, yeah. <laughs> but, of course, all Peter latches on to is, oh, wait, I'm just me. thinking about that first part you said, that you yep. love me. Say it again. More selective yeah. hearing, more desperate attempts at kisses. <laughs> which, which, okay, as I'm watching this, I'm part of me is like, the, you know, Team Madison, my number one overall pick, I'm like, please connect on some of these kisses because I need points. I'm, I'm fighting from second place here. I need some points on the board. But as just an overall good human being, I was cheering on Madison to do what she felt was best in the situation. And that's right. how I'm going to spin it. Good good man, Jordan. <laughs> that's, a, that's an emotional hedge right there. As, yeah, as exactly. a veteran of the emotional hedge game. Just a glass George. case of emotion over here on my couch, but it was fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyhow, then so we have all this sort of like nervous lead up along with like the bad news foreshadowing to the family. And then Madison gets to meet them for the second time. Um, is not met with the warmest. No. Uh, especially given that they had met before and like things were great and they loved her. And she was in their pictures of their vow renewal. Um, that Peter officiated in she the weirdest in those in, pictures in, for in the, the eternity, yeah. right? In truthfully, one of the weirdest uh, dates in all of Bachelor history, if we're being honest. But if we're being um, honest, yes, pretty pretty telling for the season. So they go in, they 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 I guess get to talking, and then it just really turns into like kind of just grilling Madison. Um, yeah, especially from the mom. Well, and Peter's dad's the one who takes the opportunity to just be like, so you want to tell us what this conflict was about? Yeah, yeah, that was... What the heck, dude? That was a No, Dad, move. I don't want to tell you. It's between us. That would have been a great thing for him to say. And then <sighs> Peter Sr. would have come back, well, with, that wasn't the case yesterday when you told us what it was I about. I know. So, again, yeah. not a good idea, Peter. You continue to step on everything that is good. Yeah, situational awareness out of the Weber clan. Not not not, not what you want to see out of a person who flies passengers in an airplane. Um, but and- his dad also takes a moment that when he pulls Madison to acknowledge, he's like, like, I do genuinely like he says something along the lines of I, I do feel for you like this is a hard situation to be walking into. I wish circumstances were different. And I like appreciated that moment of empathy for Madison. And he even he even takes the time when she's expressing like some of their differences, especially with faith. She says, you know, I truly want whatever is genuinely best for Peter. And because he he deserves that. Yeah. And that's what I want for him. And his dad's like, well said, like they they seemed when they were one on one to have maybe more of a moment of compassion not only Peter's dad towards Madison, but I also think Madison towards his family of like, I understand how this probably looks and how this probably feels. Yeah. Right. Things definitely got weird though. When, when we were talking to Barb, Barb. Um, wow. Barb basically. Well, if I'm out on Barb, Oh God. Yeah. I could not be more out on Barb at this point, but basically she, I mean, just tells Madison that she has concerns about their compatibility because of Peter's lifestyle. She plays the, like, I don't want anyone to change my son card, which is interesting because Peter does like actually a fairly commendable job of like talking about his willingness to compromise um, yeah. because for, for love and stuff. But like Barb makes it like almost an untenable situation for 
Madison because she's, you know, and, and like the things she's, again, the things she's like defending about Peter are like odd. Like, you know, Peter, he's very social. He likes to party. And it's like, what is, like, how is that a feature of your son that you're trying to preserve? Like, right. I don't think anyone is necessarily like going to not let him be social, but like, you think he's going to get married, right? You want him to get married to someone like, what is that this? involves not also, like, on the what weekends. Are, like, yeah, what do you mean by partying? Because like his brother sort of said the same thing to him. Like, oh, he liked to go out, and, you know, go line dancing. Sex is a big part yeah. of your relationship. <laughs> go to the club. And Mina Kimes and... tweeted, uh, line dancing is definitely a euphemism, isn't it? He's <laughs> 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 not from Miami. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. So like it seemed kind of odd that like those things came up and and were sort of posed by his family as like admirable qualities to be commended and maintained instead of like maybe like and i'm not saying they're bad things but like maybe maybe things that you know would change going forward or um i don't know it just seemed it seemed like a poor representation uh by the family because they were trying to defend peter at all costs really is what it seemed like I feel like my take on that too is peter's a 28 year old man who's to say he's not wanting his lifestyle to change a little bit i'm 28 i don't necessarily need to be doing this every weekend anymore i'm wanting to settle down i'm a delta pilot and I mean, he maybe he sees in madison that yes they're very different but also maybe he sees differences that like he is not only admires in her but maybe he yeah. aspires to be more of himself he's crazy about madison i mean that's the thing too like right. i mean like this is this is not a surprise to him that he likes madison i agree with you Logan, though that the whole like message about changing their son madison isn't saying she's wanting to change anything about his personality or character we're talking about like lifestyle choices that again in any relationship you compromise on or change would be an that's also part of being in a relationship regardless of what your expectations or yeah. differences in faith are when you're in a relationship you're going to compromise you're going to be maybe partying less or socializing like less because you're spending more individual time with like someone you're in a relationship with or you're forming new couple friends whatever i just thought that was a really unfair take on barb's part to just like take this one issue and make it this extreme of you're gonna change our son like not fair at all yeah and it was just really unfair it was unfair i think to peter too that the way that his family kind of like I don't know, minimized maybe his feelings in yes. this. Like that yes. that was curious to me because it was like Or like he was you know, wrong for having this right, feelings. Right. Uh yes. Yeah. Yes, well, it was well. I it was almost like they saw Madison as this antagonist who was, you yeah. know, luring their son away from his perfect life and going to completely neuter him almost. Also, and, Peter like Peter likes to party on the weekend, he lives at home. <laughs> Ahead, he's, he's a Delta pilot. He's got hotel discounts he's all around. He's got a place in Atlanta. Sure. Yeah. He's got, he's got broads in Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> That's an all-time banger. It is. It is I mean, it is. really is. <laughs> it's an all-time banger. That needs to be the intro music for the uh, for the pod this week, just FYI. Just okay. I'll, little, I'll put a pin in that. Little but, Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. Back, back on topic, I don't – like. I think, again, this comes back to maybe the family being too close and they can't see anything wrong with Peter's current 
lifestyle. Why would he ever want to change it? And they view these two days as Peter is pitching these two women and we get to choose for yeah, him. Yeah, right, right. And that's not what it is. You guys right. get to offer input, but this isn't designed like in the real world. That's not how it goes. I know and you I, guys love being on TV, but know know your role, people. Yeah, I mean, you can, and it's one thing to seek counsel and to like be close with your family and like value their opinions. It's another right. thing where your mother feels that emboldened to be that like aggressive towards oh. you and towards someone that you like. Yeah, you know, to the detriment of all the relationships. In I the just room. had a real. I just had a revelation. Literally, I think it's. When they're saying they're afraid, they don't want anyone to change Peter. That's not really what they're saying. It's, yeah. They're really masking that we want we don't want Peter to change because then he might not be as close to us as he is. They're super yeah. enmeshed family. There we go. So they're looking for a girl who's just going to feed into that versus we saw multiple times where Madison was willing not only to stand up for herself but stand up to things that – they were saying to her, whereas someone like Hannah Ann would have been more passive. So, yeah, I think they're more genuinely afraid of like, oh, like losing their someone, son. Yeah. Yeah. If he's with someone like Madison, we quote unquote lose him. But really what they're doing by pushing him like this is they are going to lose him for wrong reasons because yeah. they're creating a wedge. <sighs> look, wow. look at all this deep work we're this doing. is why you know, this is why she gets spots on the uh on the I, tv i just want everyone to know that logan's still giggling about the song reference but mostly because he's thinking about a few weeks ago when he he mentioned that moves her body like a cyclone bit like <laughs> he keeps bringing that up like that was one of my best lines at all time at all time moment on the podcast right up there with queen latifah on the bobsled <laughs> <laughs> Just be bombing down that thing. Uh, uh, before we move on, can yes, I say, like, please. I really liked how Madison, I hope that every future contestant who goes on the show takes what she said seriously to heart because she said um, yeah, that this is isn't just about Peter's journey. Yes. It's about her journey also. And she's not going to apologize for her standards um, because her expectations and feelings are just as valid as his. Yep. I thought this was awesome because literally in every season of The Bachelor up to this point, what's modeled is more of the Hannah Ann type. Be there, there's person they can come talk to that's drama free, yeah. that's just catering to their needs and making their life easy. And we finally have someone who's saying, no, if this is about at the end of this journey, possibly getting engaged and yeah. married to someone, then this is just as much about me falling in love. So I need to put it out there, what I expect, how I feel, my opinions on things. Their relationship has been the most authentic in terms of how closely it resembles a real life relationship. Yeah. And even at one point in their conversation outside, Madison challenged him because um, he was doing that whole like, well, like this is The Bachelor and I have three other women. She's like, but think outside the context of the situation for a second. Because yeah. if you're asking me to ignore the other relationships you have, I'm asking you to do the same when it comes to relating to me. And I was like, fire them off, Madison. Yes. Let's go. I yeah. Look, I'm proud of this girl this week. I got to say. Yeah. And it's interesting you said that about Hannah Ann because like she's appeared to grow up a lot later, oh, yes. later, we will get later to that, in these two episodes yes. as well, which wow. was – 
took quite a turn. Wow. Also, yeah. Emily, I think your point speaks to kind of one of the main structural problems of this show in the way it's set up is that, yes. you know, you've got the bachelor or the bachelorette and then they present kind of the contestants as, well, you guys are just like, you're here to, to do the bidding of, or to mm-hmm. be whatever this person wants you to be. And it, it, it's almost dehumanizing the way it's like, uh, by there's almost this un unwritten rule that it, by appearing on this show like you you will marry this person if they want it type yes. deal. and there's a lot less of yeah taking both sides into account which again is not the way a healthy relationship should be and it's not the way things work in the real world right so, i mean and we've seen sort of the good and bad side of that the past couple iterations of this show yes, too i mean Colton was pretty much locked in on one person when he had what three or four people left. And that was, that made for juicy drama on the show, but I think ultimately probably benefits his actual real life relationship. That's now been going on for over a year and, you know, appears to actually be like a real relationship, not just like kind of a a manufactured thing. Um, And then, you know, we obviously saw sort of like, the bad version of it with Hannah B season last year and sort of how that ended in calamity. And, you know, mm-hmm. this, this season had sort of similar vibe, but yeah, definitely. Um, curious. Yeah. For sure. Having not like watched every single season of the bachelor of all time. Um, it's very clear that there are no rules also. Which is the other, <laughs> Pure anarchy. Which is the other thing, but anyhow, all right. Do we have anything else to say about Madison and the visit to the home? Not necessarily about Madison, more about when Madison leaves. Um, this yeah. is really where Barb's passive-aggressive manipulation takes a pretty all-time high in the show. Yeah. So, like, after Peter walks Madison out, he comes back in, and Barb just starts crying, which is totally her move. And she's like, she's just not there for you. She's bud. not there for you, bud. Also, oh, my God, if I drank every time <laughs> – Hey, someone called him Bud, or there was a fly in this episode. I would have been like drunk off my ass. You would be recovering still. Oh, yeah, would not be able to podcast tonight. (laughs) And then, then she launches in to this like speech about I said a prayer last night that God would just give you clarity about you and Madison and I think he like answered my prayer by putting the right person in your path um Hannah Ann's just an angel on earth I'm like okay so now you're using yeah because 20 minutes earlier she laid into Madison for like well you're very religious but my son is very, he's a spiritual person. Like and, me. Yeah. yeah like twi- used that as as a negative in the Madison column. And that is the side note. That is one of my pet peeves. That is one of the laziest takes of all time. When people want to describe themselves as spiritual, but then want to leverage like religion or use the word religious as if it's a bad thing which i totally understand the word religious being having a negative connotation yeah like i wouldn't want to be called religious because she was using it in like you pharisee madison type 
language right. of this is why you know you have all these unrealistic expectations and everything yeah, yeah. but my son who loves to party is spiritual like, right. okay it's just like it's just like a definitionless term yeah. essentially at this point and you're just trying to have things both ways well and okay also all they know is that madison is saying that she's saving herself for marriage and she was struggling with the fact that Peter had sex with someone else if he's going to propose to, to her in a someone few days. else's. She didn't even say that she was well, shaming Peter for not himself being a virgin or having sex in past relationships. Right. And they're taking this one issue of sex and making it to be that she must have all of these lifestyle changes. Do we really know what Madison likes to do on weekends? No. For all we know, she might want to go line dancing or go to the clubs too. Like, it just... I hate hit that they took at Jordan Hare. <laughs> I just hate that they took that that one issue and extrapolated that yes. to her entire yeah her yes. entire life and her entire basically like worth right. on the show. They questioned uh, her boring. character and her yeah. integrity. Yes, they did. Oh. Yes, they did. Mm. Side note: I miss Luke P. I hope he's. I, I hope don't. he's back on one of these vehicles. Logan and I, mean, I kind of want to see him on Paradise. I'd love to see him on Paradise running amok. I just, you I, okay, know, I'll, I'll, yeah, I feel I'll like I'll I feel like he it. would make a run at Hannah Ann. He, well, well he. Alert. I mean, he would definitely make a run at Madison, but Madison's not going to be on Paradise. True. She's also too assertive for him. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, ever question my character. Anyway, as Barb continues to use her emotions and spirituality to passively aggressively manipulate uh peter yes. the family chimes in um and basically compare this relationship to his relationship with hannah brown which also Strange unfair enough. unfair because i think they were basically trying to say yeah peter you're a hopeless romantic you fall hard even if it's not the right person hannah b like he was in madison's position of not always knowing where the lead was at and who they were leaning to. And so like, yeah. that's not an also take. another relationship that occurred in the bachelor universe. That yes, is just not objectively a not life. a real relationship. So like, yeah. And then we <laughs> finally get the bring her home speech, which was about Hannah Ann people. Yeah. They, set us, they set us all the way up. About Hannah that. Ann. Oh my gosh. Creative editing in the teasers because oh, for sure. it oh. did not play out the way I thought it would. This is what love stories are like. Bring her home to us. Um, she's an angel on earth. I mean, basically just because Hannah Ann was agreeable and nice to them, then that's like really the only thing that matters. And she does the thing where she's like, a mother's intuition is never wrong. And, you know, great first impression. All the kind of like generic BS. <sighs> That yeah. that that is one to come up in those situations. And then she delivers what I think was a passive aggressive ultimatum, which is she says, basically, if you bring Hannah Ann home to us, we will welcome her with open arms. We will welcome her with all the love in the world, implying That's... if you pick Madison, it's going to be a for you, Peter. Yeah, we, yep. we wouldn't. Wow. And then Peter, wow. to his credit, actually at that point, I think maybe realizes what's happening. Uh, probably also because he realizes that he clearly well, probably because she's done this before thinks that thinks that Madison is the winner too. So I'm sure he's like starting to try to play some defense, but um, tells his mom like you got to stop doing this. Like and it, it's clear that this is her move. It's clear that this is why Peter 
react so strongly to when people are emotional with him. Um, this has clearly been something that has been going on probably his entire life. Yeah. And well, uh, I would also venture a guess that because he was like, he didn't seem completely uncomfortable telling her to, to step down yeah. while they were still on camera. So I would venture this is not by any means the first time he's had to talk her off a ledge like this. Yeah. Like he's, he's had some practice trying to, to calm her down in the past for sure. Yes. And she just uses the line, what? I'm just emotional. I'm like, okay, Barb, you know what you're doing. You're calculating. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. Your behavior is a lot of things. Emotional is certainly one of them, but it's not the only thing. Right. And I don't necessarily think that, again, like we were saying earlier, I think his parents and his brother have a right to express concern. Hey, like from our perspective, it seems like you have a lot of differences, but yeah. instead of just telling him, so we think that's a no for you, dog, maybe saying, so like, how do you think that you and Madison would like handle that? How do you think you'd approach that? What do you think you are willing to compromise on versus just like, you shouldn't compromise or change. So yeah. to me, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a problem with them voicing concerns. It's how they voice them and how extreme and passive aggressive it came across that yeah. I have a problem with. Yeah. Would, would totally agree. With yeah. Cause I that. think in a healthy family <laughs> environment, like you do, you do confront things with your parents, with your siblings that, Hey, maybe they're not fully recognizing, or maybe they've, you know, it's been easy for them to overlook, but there's a way to do that. That isn't again, so aggressive or demeaning or ultimatum to, yeah. Right. Towards, towards one direction too. And then like try to mask it in the catch all like, Oh, it's a mother's intuition. I just want what's best for you. It's like, no, you want what you want. Because yeah, don't, don't blame Peter this on and, biology. And you want to you want a daughter and all these things. And, Peter, Chris. you need to move out. Create a little distance and then come see me. I specialize in early childhood attachments. <laughs> you know, we can do some inner child work. It'll be good for you. You've already done some work on deep. the mothership on a Disney property, ABC. So oh. I mean, you're a company woman pitching, already. Start pitching the show now. Right. Oh man. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't yes. wait to be your agent. Um, anyway, the rest of the the first part of the finale kind of goes pretty quickly. Yeah. We have a one-on-one -on -one date with Madison. Um, it seems uncomfortable and tense from the start. Um, she admits in an ITM that she's having a hard time being present uh, because of the day before weighing on her. Yeah. Duh. Um, <laughs> and uh, rightfully so. I believe she did call it the most. Uh, I felt first. She's like, well, that was the most exhausting, day. overwhelming, yeah. emotional day. Well, we were let in, and I don't know if, like, later on the, on the second episode, like, when Barb is complaining, she says that, like, Peter and Madison were talking for three hours. I mean, if that's true, that's a long. That's not correct. Arduous conversation that would be exhausting. Yes, that would be exhausting. And then tacked on to the to like go in and probably just have to play straight up defense the whole time that you're getting just blitzed by a real blitz all night situation by uh, Barb and Barb Mr. coming Mr. off the Barb. edge like JJ Watt. <laughs> Can I just jump ahead to that three hour comment though and say yeah that some of that could have been production though too. One hundred percent. There's yeah, yeah. no way that that conversation 
I'm just saying like the amount of time, like I, I'm just adding to the fact that like, I agree that it was an right. exhausting day. I just yeah. think it was unfair that Barb yeah. basically made Blamed it seem it like Madison it. took three hours to She's, talk to Peter. You're on a show. Everything takes longer. The freaking women tell all was a six hour taping that got narrowed down to the two hours. We six saw. hours. Like, we got to go to one of those things. Hours. Tailgate it. Oh my gosh. We do. After the coronavirus passes, then, you know, sure. we can start traveling again. Well, flights are really cheap. So it might be, might be time to jump on that now. Time to get a mask and a uh, hazmat suit. Yeah. Take some cheap flights. I can avoid my grandparents for a, a couple weeks. <laughs> so I'm no longer a disease vector. Yeah, true. Um, anyway, so then we get to this picnic with Madison and Peter. And Madison says that the sign of a true warrior is knowing when to surrender. Which is this sort of the second time she uses that line. She used it in the ITM as well. Yes. She, but oh, she'd also... definitely been practicing this yeah. talk. Which oh, she, she came with, with notes. She was ready. They had also, in their supposedly three-hour conversation, he had they had this kind of moment of like, she was like, I'm a fighter and I don't give up on my people. He's like, oh, yeah, tell me more about that. Like that time, like you lost a tooth in the basketball game and your dad said he needed you and you came back in the game. And you're like, oh, that was kind of a cute glimpse into their relationship, by the way, that he right. knew that about her. Yeah. Anyway. Also, as I was watching that little conversation unfold, me being, you know, the coach of Madison at this point, still in second <laughs> place. I'm like, all right, right we're making a run. We're going to get back in the game here. We're going to hit a quick few buckets. And so from, you know, the spreadsheet perspective, <laughs> that was very encouraging to me. Yes. Yeah. And you finally got an I love you in there. Finally. Finally. Number one overall pick. Finally this got. A true, this, was a, this was a true heavyweight matchup, though, heading down the stretch. I think the number one and number two overall picks. I mean, yeah. Truly. We know how to pick them. That's you right. guys do. I have, anyway. One love. Um, she tells... <laughs> Peter that she just thinks that their differences are too significant and that um yeah she and that she probably was to totally freaked out show. about the the prospects of joining his family right, fully after, so. after that whole situation that she would just had be to, out of there like and I know we didn't see the whole conversation but like it would have been nice if Peter maybe had been like well damn sorry about all that like you know hey, I, hope you, real, I so hope you realize that this mom. doesn't change how I feel about you and like this is like I'm realizing this is like a pattern in my relationship with my mom that I'm gonna need to work on moving. And you know, like I mean, and who knows if those conversations happened? Certainly, they were not made public, right. which made leads me to believe they didn't happen because that would have been important context for the show, I think. And uh, yeah, because maybe a little a little ownership on Peter's part would have probably gone a long way towards maybe keeping Madison in, in the mix a little or longer. even just like making her feel better about how yeah. things going and not trying to dump on her. Like I'm sure she wasn't feeling the best about herself based on how that all went down. Right. As unfair right. as that would have been, but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she breaks up with him. It's very sad. Like I, I was getting a little teary. It was like a real life breakup. It really was because they're so in love with each other. And there's definitely those relationships where no matter how much you love someone or care about them, you just realize we're not compatible. And this just isn't going to work. There's just too many barriers. I just, oh, I felt for them. It was sad. It was very it sad. Hurt. And it hurt. And they also couldn't whisk her away very quickly out of there because of the terrain. They had to, like, 
you know, five miles an hour through the, the Uluru outback. The outback. Take it easy on the suspension. You did get points for a helicopter date, though. Yeah, well. So. I needed about five more helicopter dates. Small constellation. Helicopters. <laughs> yes, you did. Small constellation. Um, all right, so anyhow, tough times for Peter. Madison is out. She finally kind of like looks actually sad about it in the car. I will say, I think she did a really good job of holding herself together um, throughout the, the, the breakup process. But yeah. Um, also, maybe looked a little relieved in the car i think so i mean i think she kind of knew this was an inevitability or at least it appeared that she knew that it was an inevitability yeah and i i wonder how much of the relief was like okay i've i finally had that conversation with him that i had been dreading and now like that's off my shoulders versus like i'm i'm finally out of relationship that i don't think would ultimately work right yeah all right, so then finally we get a, a one-on-one date with sweet Hannah Ann. Nothing but respect for my queen. And, um, I mean, it's fine. They go to the kangaroo sanctuary, which let me tell you how torqued I would be to hang out oh, at, this, at the kangaroo we sanctuary. We follow them on Instagram. They come just, yeah, yeah, great oh. Instagram follow, Jordan. Side note. If send, you follow send me the, the deets. The kangaroo sanctuary on Instagram, it is just nonstop, like, these little joeys just like bouncing in the room. They're all like little orphaned kangaroos, and they're so they're so tiny. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. They they are adorable animals. They really are, especially the little ones. They just come like jumping in too. Like you're like oh oh my god. Yeah. Anyhow, they're like um, you, you can't look at that and think oh in in however long it takes one of these to mature, it could punch punch me in the face. Because there's right, certainly exactly. videos of that on. on you remember the- that uh, there was like an Instagram famous kangaroo. His name was Roger. He was like super jacked. He's like very muscular. Mm-hmm. He lived at the kangaroo sanctuary okay. as well. Um, but he passed away last year. He got him on, on the good uh, roid program. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. Anyhow, uh, so they get to do that. Um, hold uh, kangaroos and nurse them and such. <laughs> Basically them. Hannah and expresses that she feels like Peter's distant the whole time and there's something he's holding back from her. She's not wrong. Yeah. We go into their evening date where Peter comes over. I gotta say, I think Peter was wearing a breakup outfit. He shows up in this like hoodie and t-shirt and jeans. He looks terrible. Like, he yeah. looks like he's... She's in, in like, this form-fitting, like, bodycon dress. Like, like looks good. They, well, they were like... dressed for different evenings. Yes. <laughs> well, because this is typically another... Opportunity visit. to become intimate. Yes. Oh, a conjugal. Yeah, a conjugal visit. Nice. And um, so clearly he was trying to send off the vibes. Nah. <laughs> not happening. But he threw a wet blanket on that real quick. You will not get this based his, on the sweatiness and grossness of my face and my body and the scar. Touch. His <laughs> presentation made me feel like he was kind of going into it with maybe the idea of just like coaxing her and breaking it. up with him. Yeah, letting her walk away. But then instead, I he took a, a lot a different approach to that. I right. Guess. I think as soon as she kind of brought up her concerns, like I feel like I just give and give, and I'm not getting anything back from you. I think typical Peter kind of feels sorry for her in that moment. Yeah. And 
So, like, says what he needs to say to keep her in it yeah. and comfort her. Yeah. I will not. say Oof. it was interesting to hear her say that because I rolled my eyes at that when I heard her say that because it seems like a line that doesn't mean anything. But then taken in the context of her being there for him in the way she was over the course of the entire show and sort of at the end of the show, like, appearing to be, like, into it, um... I don't think she was wrong. Right. Yeah. And that was that was kind of an interesting like realization for me to make because I, I, I think I've always like, I give you guys a hard time for being haters, but like I kind of agree with the whole like Hannah Ann has seemed like it's been a bit of a manufactured process the whole time and stuff. But like, I don't know. I think I think like she had gotten to a point where she like really like loved Peter and was, was, was you know, was ready for this and was in and like, I don't disagree with like her sentiments uh, there towards the end. Um, but yeah, Peter, not his best performance there in the, in the whatever hotel room. So yeah, we got a weird conversation. They like kind of sat next to each other and then Peter's like, all right, well, I guess I'll see you later. (laughs) Also doesn't take any opportunity to tell her that Madison has left. Yeah. Which will become a a bigger issue later on. Yes, it will. (laughs) So for our listeners... This is the time where we're getting ready to enter into part two of the finale. Yeah, we realize this has already been an hour, so feel free if you feel like, hey, Get I'm going to pause it here. Stretch your legs. Go wash your snack. hands. It's probably time to wash yeah. your hands, given, given the state of things. 20 seconds. You know, if you, if you need to sing a song while you wash your hands, that's about 20 seconds. You sing, um, what's that? Uh, hold on. Happy birthday twice. Uh, well, you can do that. Depends on how fast you sing it, I would argue, but that's okay. There was a there was an Outcast song that someone mentioned will fit the bill. Also, ah, probably bombs over Baghdad. I What's don't think song? it's that one. <laughs> What's the song? I think it's the. Oh, Mr. Brightside. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I cannot, believe, I cannot believe that I got that from yeah. you. Yeah, well, if you sing, well done, if married you sing, couple. Yes, <laughs> if you sing the chorus, it's 20 seconds. Roxanne. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever played that game, Jordan? Was it Cranium? Yeah. Cranium, yes. Yeah, we, yeah, played, it at, uh, a, we played it a very abbreviated version at Small Group a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. The, uh, the humming song was Rehab by Amy Whitehouse. Oh. Winehouse. Okay. I got it. Not to brag. Okay. <laughs> nice. Well, you have a vast music knowledge, and I'm right. sure there's some some folks in that more vast uh, in the secular tunes than maybe some <laughs> some of the other. I was gonna say it. <laughs> that's not well, to that's not to speak ill of anyone in the small group. Right. I, if, I love them all, but you, you know, know we've all got our our skills and our categories. That if the song had been better better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere, oh, you would have they, they would have been all over. <laughs> everyone would have erupted at the same. Jeho- same <laughs> there's definitely there's definitely been a a bible version of cranium that was sold at like the christian bookstore oh for sure that's that would be a good white elephant gift to give except depending on who got it they might think it was serious a real gift good news emily has polished off the cupcake we're on the home stretch here all right let's get into night two uh so we are left with no Madison. 
Why'd you say it like that? I don't know that? why I said it like that. <laughs> no, Madison. These names. No, Madison. <laughs> also, do you guys. She left the show last night. Under she left Peter and Olaroo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got bangers for days. Wow. I also appreciate that you guys are using the JMU fight song. Go Dukes. That. Go Dukes. We respect Jason's the Dukes. not here. The Jason's Dukes. not here, the here troops. to bleed purple all day um all day do you go madison or maddie i go madison because i go madison that seemed to be what her family used it seemed maddie seems kind of assigned to her by peter Hmm. i also have some problems that when people spell maddie they spell it m-a-d-i come on yeah yeah that can't be how you spell that no she's not indian maddie maddie Anyhow. Anyway, we open with a monologue from Peter. <laughs> Why this monologue is important is because it, it does play a role into what we see uh, happen later on in the episode. Some complaints from Hannah Ann. Typical Peter giving some absolutes. Um, after talking about his heartbreak from Madison leaving two days prior, how his hard it's been. 48-hour-old heartbreak. 48-hour-old heartbreak. He's talking about that and then just launches into... Now I see that I found the person, which also sounds like the song from Tangled. By the way, if you guys haven't seen it, it's my favorite. That's Disney not going to go on our movies moment. list. I have not seen that all the way through. I haven't seen it, but I'm not putting it on my list. I'm just going to lay down Rapunzel. some ground rules. It's actually you good. have no it's choice. Good. If it's in the hat and it gets picked, guess what? This is why I'm lobbying for uh, individual hats. Yeah, but listen we'll, here, Colin. We'll listen here, super fan, uh, super fan, Colin Smith from Arizona. Pack, okay. Pack 12 correspondent Colin Smith is going to be upset because he loves Tangled as well. Oh, another reason we're kindred spirits. <laughs> that is, I'm serious. I think that's my favorite Disney movie. I watch it frequently. I'm not gonna lie. When are you watching these movies? When you're not home. <laughs> anyway, you. I like to watch it with your mom too. It's one we. It's a shared favorite along with Sound of Music. Shout out and my house. All right, this is going off the rails. We need. To, we um. Need to anyway, he said Peter is sad, but he's having a revelation. He. This is where I was like, Peter, listen to yourself. He says yeah. right now. It feels right and real with Hannah Ann. Yeah. Right yeah. now. Starts using that language of she is the most incredible person and she has yeah. the sweetest soul I've ever known. He's like built, trying to build momentum. He's again talking himself into a decision yes. and like believing that this is going to work, which he's done all right. year. And he's he's trying to be a good company boy and and mm-hmm. really deliver the goods for Chris Harrison and ABC. He says, I'm 100% certain I want to choose her and choose her every day after talking about how difficult the heartbreak is with Madison. Like, Peter, yeah. this is your problem. Ugh, it's a problem of yours. A, Probably not one of many, probably. Yeah. Anyway, I also think bigger problem than the partying. Go ahead. I also think it would have done him well to realize, like, maybe think back to the beginning of the season. Remember how tore up you still were about the breakup with Hannah B, and how you weren't making good decisions in the wake of that. Maybe uh, and how you consistently involved her in this season. Yeah, yeah. Maybe forty-eight hours after your next big heartbreak isn't the best time to pull the trigger on what you're about to do. 
but I'm, you know, I'm not a, a brain professional or anything. Right. So <laughs> just little old me, armchair quarterback over here. I think there is some validity to the idea that, like, you can have, like, really strong feelings for two people. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there needs to be space for you to, like, maybe be a little bit realistic about the reality of these relationships and not unlike how Madison was like, this is my journey too. This is, you know, like maybe see, maybe see like a little bit from that perspective to where it's like, all right, well, she's gone. So next man up. I mean, this is not a next man up situation. And like no one is forcing you to get engaged other than like the prospects of Neil Lane bringing a, you a, a ring that you probably would not be able to acquire otherwise. But like, I mean, come on, that that can't be serious. So I don't know. Seems weird. Peter, we get like kind of some uncomfortable shots of Peter, like hyping himself up, like, like let's go. And then he has a weird uh, FaceTime conversation oh. with uh, Hannah Ann's dad in which he is holding the phone uh, in, a, in a manner in which a human being has never held a phone. Like, he looks like an orangutan that has, like, found, like, a new rock and is, like, studying it. <laughs> but, like, Hannah Ann's dad's image just happens to be on it, telling him, like, that he trusts Hannah Ann's intuition or whatever. And then he does this kind it of, like, It was not weird, a glowing like, endorsement. No. And then he does that. this sort of weird, like, half, like, fist bump, like let's go thing that was odd he was already in his suit so like this must have happened 30 seconds prior to the blessed event or non-event um well, and that takes I guess, a- to be fair you don't he didn't want to ask for the blessing in the zip-up hoodie so maybe that's <laughs> yeah maybe he was feeling he was so confident he was not wearing a henley or a zip-up hoodie at the time of the blessing request um and then we uh yeah basically we cut to him up at the little pagoda or whatever it is yep yep um and then we also cut to hannah ann who's getting ready yes oh yes getting ready yes a lot of gazing off yes great dress though high slit it was a great dress not for not for the terrain but it was a great dress no shoes were awful for the terrain for sure she was i mean Go ahead, girl. I was a big fan of that dress. I also really liked the dress she wore when she met Peter's parents. Looked like a Lulu's dress. Might have to go with maybe if I'm different myself. Wow. It was very cute. Anyway, side tangent. Get that sponsorship money. Right? Um, She is expressing how she's experiencing mixed emotions after hearing Peter say that his heart still belongs to two people. Right. Um, and she says, she's saying all this just to the camera though. Yes. In her ITM. She's like, I don't want to keep giving and not feeling like he's there. You can only keep it up for so long before you're at your absolute breaking point. And that's where I'm at. (gasps) (gasps) Bum, bum, bum. And then she goes on to say, I want someone to be sure of me and it doesn't seem like he's there. I can't go through with this unless I'm sure I'm the one he loves. So clearly. Absolutely valid point. Valid points. Valid feelings. She is listening to her intuition, which is telling her Peter is not like fully committed. He's not there for you, bud. He's not there for you, bud. (laughs) Um, so, you know, if only she had not only listened to her intuition, but followed it out, we probably would have had a different outcome. 
Yeah. Might have had a different outcome on the spreadsheet too, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Um, and then so we we get in both of these finales moments we've been waiting for. We get the bring her home, and we get Chris Harrison telling Peter that there's something they've just learned, which is that which Hannah is a, Ann. This is oh. this is a a classic like Chris Harrison stirring the pot move. So disappointing. What it ended up being. I know. Because they teased like, this reveal all, probably more than the Barb bring her home this season. So ready for a pregnancy scare. Damn it. <laughs> you guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one can dream, okay? Anyway, he tells believe. Peter that he's not 100% certain that Hannah Ann is coming. He like he like he yeah, he just rolled in there like I have breaking news. This is gonna change the game. <laughs> Hannah Ann might not show up. Okay, but she also might show up. So calm your <laughs> Chris and like right. let's let's just take a breath. Right. Um. So then Pete is like, oh god, I'm gonna pass out. He does that like that anxious anxious sweaty face that he does. Oh, every, he's done every episode. He does a lot like, of like oh oh my god. Oh got real sweaty. So then he went and lay down on the bed with like twenty towels there around so him. So many towels. Why aren't there so many towels on the bed? Well, I have no. I'm not gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. a lot of they were like rolled up though. Like also, still... what was that shack? I mean, it had like I a mean, freaking couch Alice, on the floor. It's Alice Springs, freaking. But is that where he and Anna They were going to celebrate their uh, yeah their progress in the relationship. Man. I'd like to take you to Uluru. Do you think you, I, you on the rock? If whoever owns that is smart, that's an Airbnb for like five hundred a night. Right. Capitalize. Capitalize certainly. At any rate. Which brings me back to speaking of the shack. <laughs> the, the balcony that Madison walked out on, or not Madison? Whoa, Hannah Ann. I was oh, like, "Come on, Peter. Peter!" I did. Oh my <laughs> god, you're right. Anyway, the the balcony not impressive, like a hotel eight kind of situation. Hotel eight, <laughs> motel eight, whatever it is, super eight, hotel six, motel six. I mean, having a balcony is is a step up from a lot of hotels at True. all. So. It just wasn't a great shot. Could have been better. ABC's got the budget for better. Right. So anyhow, all that kind of washes over pretty quick, though, because it appears Hannah Ann is on en route. She's there. She's she comes. There. She greets Chris with a, hello, Chris Harrison. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's I, I hey, Hi, Chris so Harrison. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that was we so funny. We were crying. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Chris Harrison. <laughs> what a finasco. Chris what a Harrison. <laughs> Just doesn't even offer to walk her down the path. Yeah, Poor yeah, Hannah Ann just stumbling, almost falls multiple times. This is where you got to get those spreader things like you had at the wedding. Yeah. And we For had these all little... my ladies out there, if you're going to be going to an outdoor event wearing heels. It's like stilettos. Stilettos. Like, like points, yeah. yeah. Right. Heels. Then you need to buy there these things you can buy on Amazon. You clip them onto the bottom of your heel. They're like these They're plastic clear. spacer things. They're clear. You can't tell. But just makes your heel more stable in the grass so your heel doesn't sink in. Yeah, it's like a, a, a wide thing that just goes around the hmm. stiletto to give you like a wide foot on your stiletto. A wider base. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. 
Or, you know, just maybe reconsider the shoe option. So stiletto, maybe go with a block heel, a wedge. Get crazy, wear flat. Epis, what is the, what are those things? Espadrille. Espadrille. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> We've been over this though, I'm not into espadrille. I, yeah. Oh yeah, that was the shoe a while back where I was like, it's not yeah. for everybody. Not for everybody, true. Yeah. Anyway, um, Hannah Ann arrives to the platform where she's greeted by Peter. He delivers this speech that's kind of stringing her along for a bit, which is typical. They try to lead them off the scent, you know, for TV purposes. Um, At one point, we thought he was actually calling her Madison. Did you want to share that? Yeah, no. Shout out to uh, our friend Charlotte Wilder, who's been doing some good recaps on the Instagram. Oh, fantastic. She kind of theorized or bought into the theory that he did say Madison on accident and had to save it real quick. I'm I'm not sure he, given all the film we've seen on Peter, I'm not sure he has, again, the situational awareness to recover from that as quick as he seemed to. I Um, agree. But it did make for good drama. Yes. Um, so he basically his proposal was you got my first impression, Rose. There was no question of who I was gonna give it to. Blah blahdy blah. Madison left two days ago. Hannah Ann's like, wait, what? And he's like, So yeah, I'm choosing you. <laughs> Which if I were in those shoes and I first hear Madison left two days ago and then I'm hearing so I choose you I'm gonna have some red flags I'm gonna have some questions I'm gonna want some explanations before I give give a yes yeah uh, yeah. I I also saw someone point out on Twitter that they really didn't like how Peter framed the deliverance of the Madison news, but because he almost led Hannah Ann on into thinking that Madison left because of how he felt for Hannah Ann. Yeah. That's how it came off. And that's not as, as we find out that is not the case, but it did. I could definitely see where Hannah Ann may have interpreted it that way. Yeah. Yeah. There was some creative maybe filming and, Hannah Ann also does a lot of weird, like, side looks. Hmm? Hmm? You love me? Hmm? You're picking me? You're picking me? She's like a puppy who does the head tilt thing. Side note, real quick, guys. I think the NBA just suspended their season. Wow. Because Rudy Gobert just tested positive, apparently, for coronavirus. Oh, really? And he was like, yeah. He was the guy who touched all the micro... Made a point to touch all the microphones. Joking about it yesterday, yeah. Holy he was cow. joking about it. Yeah, yeah. it's people. People, so, uh, this is a PSA to say, take it seriously, okay? I understand we don't want to be catastrophizing. We don't need 10 bottles of Purell when one would do, right? But maybe maybe follow some of the uh, suggestions from the CDC the WHO. Yeah. These things are important. Maybe. Your decisions also potentially put other people at risk. That's the main takeaway here. Yeah. I think that needs to be remembered. So. I, I, I don't like when people minimize it to a point where they're just like making sweeping statements about the coronavirus and ignoring some of the measures. Yeah. Normal measures you could be taking. And 
you're making decisions that put populations like the elderly at risk, which yeah. is kind of serious in the areas where we live here in Florida. Absolutely. So anyway. We all can be disease vectors. That's the thing to remember. Just because we don't. That's pe- yeah, the thing nobody wants to, to consider sick. either. because yeah. it puts a lot more responsibility on them. But mm-hmm. anywho, like, am I worried about dying of the coronavirus? No, not particularly. But that's not the point. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. But you know what? This is much like Peter. You're de- <laughs> you're de- <laughs> the decisions that you make with other people, you know, yeah. are the decisions you make affect others. Right. So don't be a Peter. You yeah. know, maybe be a Madison. <clears throat> maybe. Maybe. Maybe if abstain only. from things for a while. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> I see what you did. Um. All right. Let's keep it moving here. I mean, so basically. Uh, so, he, yeah, she accepts the proposal. Big Lovely. Juicy beautiful moment. We think, okay, they seem happy. But no. Actually, first, we have Peter go to L.A., to tell his family. Um, he definitely drags it out. First red flag. They have no reaction when he first tells them that he's engaged. Right. No excitement. Oh, that's so exciting. We're so happy for you, bud. The room Their is excitement silent. was very contingent. Yes. The room was silent. Barb is holding both Peter Sr., a.k.a. Mr. Barb, and her son Jack's <laughs> hands. And until Sun Jack does not look into this, also, Sun Jack has not really been a great performer to date, but he also was like very reluctant to participate in the hand holding. Oh, absolutely, he right wanted to go that. line dancing somewhere else. Yes, go, go see some <laughs> at the club. Since okay. his, brother, his brother can't join him anymore. No. So, what's brother? It wasn't <laughs> until Peter told them that it was Hannah Ann that she just starts his. Hysterically sobbing as if someone died. I like mean, a get a freaking grip, freaking gunshot Mark. went off. Get a grip. Definitely. She immediately starts calling Hannah Ann her daughter. Her daughter. Uh, which no. is all-time peak cringy mom yeah. behavior. Yeah. Um, like, even your mom will say, you're like a daughter to me. Which is so different than just like calling oh, me your daughter. For you sure. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very different. Yeah. And Very probably, different. I, I feel like we've established like what we're willing to uh, right. call each other's respective parents. And I'm also seven been... years in with your family. Yes. So and, even if your mom called right. me daughter now, cool. Not yeah. two months and two months. I will no. also like share that like my mom called my dad's dad. She referred to him as dad. But she also, like, didn't have much of a relationship with her father growing up because her father passed away when she was, like, four or five years old. Yes. So, like, and she, that was probably, like, the father figure in her life for the longest stretch of time. Yep. I get that. He earned that. She she, she gave that to him. But, like, this is one of those, like, weird expectation things that has oh. to be just very when uncomfortable. When they FaceTime her, she's like, there's my daughter. Oh. Welcome to the Weber family, daughter. I'm like, oh, please stop saying that. Yeah. Pretty bad. Wow. So, and Anne. Honestly, and Anne probably Anne. thinking, you know what? It's a good thing I wasn't also <laughs> there for d- the delivery of this news. Also, yes. like, I guess I guess you she probably really she, bullet, she can't honestly. really be there because, like, there's a, the potential she could right. get spotted with him, I suppose. Uh. But, like. I was kind of curious as like why can't like they were all in Alice Springs like why can't we 
go talk to them there. They, they, I know no one's hanging out in Alice Springs except for Reality Steve, probably, like, <laughs> watching this. So who's to say? Who's to say? Um. Oh. Anyway, after he breaks the news to the family and they're just – it's a little jubilee. They have a classic Weber family group hug. Um, Peter and Hannah Ann meet in L.A. a month later, supposedly. Supposedly? Yeah. Um, and she says, we both know things have been hard. Duh, duh, duh. Um, and they do seem tense. There's tension between them. They go back and forth for a while with Peter saying how much he loves her. And, but he's been struggling because he gave his heart to two people. You've been such a rock through this. And Hannah Ann's just like, yeah, but I can't keep being your rock if you're not going to meet me halfway. I said yes to a partnership, partnership, not just this solo. All right, I'm here when he needs me. And this is where she just like, just blossoms. Blossoms. Oh, yeah. Hannah Ann. Wow. Yes. Also, wild pants. Crazy pants. Crazy pants. What were those pants? Do you have any pants that have only a back zipper? I don't think you do. No, I don't. What is the point of that? Heck if I know. I'm not a fashion blogger like McKenna, okay? Yeah, McKenna could tell us. Yes. I just don't understand. Like, most pants have the zipper on the front, and that seems to be working okay. I don't have any, like, pants with the butt zipper. Sure. But... Oh, I wish you did, though, babe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put it on the Amazon list. Took some, some muffery cheeks. <laughs> So yes, I will say these were probably two really great episodes to have following International Women's Day. We have two women just blossoming in their assertiveness Oof. and standing up for themselves, being confident. Yeah, Hannah went from like she like made the jump so fast though. Hannah Ann went from like agreeable to confident to just scorched earth, like oh, just I like loved it. openly mocking Peter to his face. I loved it. Confused Peter. Uh, oh. Hold on. <laughs> Guys, this is the dialogue. I was like, I was pausing to get it. Now this is this is clipped down to the most important lines. Right. Juiciest morsels. Hannah Ann went off, and we just can't let that go, go unnoticed. Go off, queen. So after Peter says to her, which is such a just lazy line, I want so badly to give you my entire heart, and I can't do that. Whatever, Peter. Hannah Ann says... I trusted you because that's what you continue to ask me to do. Be patient with me. Have faith in me. Trust in me. And Peter says, I'm so sorry. This is never what I envisioned. To which he says, imagine me. I said yes and I get this. Why didn't you just let me go instead of taking this away from me? Sorry for what? For not being man enough to follow through with your words? Oh, and I am. And then he says, I swear to God, I would have never allowed that to happen to either of us. And she says, why is it happening now? Then, Man, she's just like confronting him. And I love it. And then she, this is where she delivers the, oh, torn and conflicted <laughs> Peter all throughout while I stood by your side. You took one of the most precious moments away from me because you selfishly didn't want me to walk away. I need someone who's going to be true to their words and not torn and conflicted 90% of the time. It's affected a lot of people, and I don't need anything more from you. You've done enough damage. We're done, and I mean that. You know who's saying that word? 
Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs stands by his man. Boy. He's a ball. He was raised on Rocky Top. She gives him the hand when he tries to. Oh, that was classic. Her. Yeah. I was like Hannah Ann. Yes, Hannah Ann. He tried to like go into the car for like the final hug. Like I'm sorry, and like she was just like, ah, ah, be gone. Shoot, shoot. So, yeah, wild times. I mean, wild times for sure. Shout out to Hannah Ann, though. She, wow. Really, really blossoming. I was very impressed. Yeah. My opinions of her, not necessarily of the earlier season, are changed. I'm impressed by who she's becoming. That's what I'll say. She has grown substantially. She went through the whole Kelsey growth stage in like 45 minutes. Man, we had Kelsey. Real time. Madison, (laughs) Hannah Ann, all showing tremendous growth this season. Man, 2020, what a year. Wow. Go ahead, girls. That's Turns what this is truly about. Might be a good year your to journey it too. Hashtag your journey too. Let's start it. Hashtag YJT. <laughs> okay, so we then cut back to the live show. So now Sweet Pete is zero for two on this situation. Just getting it handed to him let, again. Let it let it be known that I think I secured points for the engagement. He did. He technically <laughs> won, so he still got points let's for not, winning. Let's not so flippantly talk about how I technically won. I won. You won. Yeah. But I do think in future spreadsheets we should have a category for like the ultimate end like relationship. That. Yes. I mean. That's that's fine, but that it. just means you have two winners, so they cancel out. But no, I think any. Oh, I see what you're saying. Not if okay. we weight the points differently. No, well, we shouldn't because. <laughs> well, bachelor... as it turns out, engagement rings really aren't that big of a deal to some of these people, Logan. <laughs> they don't respect the sanctity of an engagement. According to Hannah Ann, some people's words don't matter because they're not true to them. And they don't understand the weight of them. So truer words never spoken. Also, while she's going on, like while we're watching her do this, we have a Barb cam essentially in in the screen. Mm -hmm. And Barb Yeah, that's true. Un like unsolicited begins applauding as we watch Hannah Ann hand the ring back and fold it into his hand. And it was really uncomfortable because no one else clapped for a little bit. And then she kind of like turned to her husband and was basically like, you better clap. And (laughs) he started clapping. And then some other people started clapping. And it was like, oh, boy, like that as like as Peter to sit there and know that your mom's carrying on like that. Not not the best. I mean, like, yeah, we know. The stuff you're having to watch back is uncomfortable, but then that's going to be snowballed with your mom openly taking sides against you. Yeah. Just a real, a real tough scene. Real tough. Real tough. And, um, yeah, I mean, should we just call her unsolicited Barb for now? No one asked you, Barb. Okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No one asked. Um, yeah, it was uncomfortable. It's, it's like... Are you applauding because you're backing up and supporting Hannah Ann? Are you clapping because you're mad at your son and you've seen the season unfold and you're just kind of not happy with the type of man he's presenting himself to be? Is it six of one, half a dozen of the other? You know, what are you clapping for? Are you still to be on TV? Are you trying to get that Chico's deal? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, um, I mean, Hannah Ann 
joins him on stage. Yeah, and she rips him a new one again. Also, Hannah Ann looks, looks good. She looks real good. Cool. Can't confirm. Yes. Yeah, she, <laughs> she looks better than Madison. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I've said, I don't rank girls in that way, but <laughs> she looked good. Had I were Had I to I. be one that ranked girls in that way, I would be apt to agree with you. No, she I mean she, she you could tell she just revenge had the revenge body. She had the revenge body cooking. Revenge look was, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, strong. And um so she's she held it together pretty well. You could tell she came with her notes. She was ready to give the speeches she wanted to give. Um, Basically, it was kind of similar to what they said during the the breakup. I think that the big takeaways she confronted him about, like, you either are not true to your words or you do not understand the weight that your words have and how much they impact other people. Um, And then Peter does exactly what she is complaining about because he launches in again with this whole, like, um, I had never felt a love in my entire life like the love you had shown me. And you're like, dude, you're doing it right now. You're doing it again. You're doing it right now. Like, you can't say that to her, but then you're choosing another woman over her who you love more. Yeah. Like, that doesn't even, make any even sense. Even if it's true, man. Even if it's true, don't say right. it. Right. But know, me- know the situation. Read the room. Do better. Yes. Yeah. Some new information that Madison revealed is that apparently Peter reached out to her parents after the breakup, which seems pretty inappropriate, especially when she said, like, we're done. I don't need anything more from you. That just seemed kind of like gross, Peter. Why would you do that to her? But apparently he called them and told them that, oh, I was just processing my emotions. And I wished more than anything that I met her outside of reality TV, which like sucks because then he's making it sound like it was, Hannah Ann that maybe misunderstood him when he was just trying to be honest with her about how he feels like, dude, you told her you couldn't give her your whole heart. And like, you're still feeling like torn between her and another woman. What else is she supposed to do? Like, don't put that back on her. Not okay. Well, and he, he just made a scapegoat out of the, uh, scapegoat out of the show. And like, I'm going to blame the show instead of taking ownership of like, yeah, I messed up and I should have done things differently. I'm sorry. It was like, well, I'm just a project product of this reality TV zoo circus type deal. Crazy how that works out. Mm-hmm. Right. And he uses this whole line about I'm just trying to process my feelings <clears throat> and follow my heart all season. Like with the Alea issue, he tried to use it. With it's, the, yeah, it's, it's a cop just, out. It's a, such a cop out and not fair to her. But the other thing, and I wanted to get your opinion on this, guys, is that, so she says the first red flag was when you reached out to Hannah B for closure, which at first when she said it, I was like, oh, she's referring to the beginning of season. Good point also. And also goes back with the whole wishy-washy Peter. But then she says there's always been three women in our engagement, me, Madison, who you still had feelings for when you proposed to me, and then when you reached out to Hannah B to get closure while we were engaged. So yeah. it it sounds like what kind of closure does he need? It sounds like maybe he reached out to her after the show too. No, he definitely. Yeah, that's the way that's I interpreted how he, it. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought too. Which is also <laughs> scummy move. We're just yeah. we're just filling that column up. 
with with lines for Pete tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, she confronts him, too, about how he downplayed his feelings for Madison and that he should have talked with her more openly about why Madison left, how he was feeling, mm-hmm. how serious their relationship was, so she would have had more information and ha- would have known what she would have said yes to. Yeah. And then she says to him, you know the outcome would have been different. And so I'm wondering if she's saying, what if the outcome have been that she would have walked away but if the outcome been that they decided we're not going to get engaged but we're going to maybe see this is still hannah ann we're talking about we're still talking about hannah yeah. yeah i mean maybe she she did express that she was willing to like work on stuff and like treat this right. as a real relationship and everything else so so maybe it's like if he had been more honest with her they could have talked more openly about yes. it and they could have still been in a relationship yeah but because he was hiding things, now they're at a Well, point yeah, where and because he like consistently probably is dealing with his unresolved feelings for everybody he's ever like had any breathe breath of relationship with his whole life. Except Marissa. He doesn't seem to have many like lingering <laughs> feelings for Marissa. Well, yeah, but he did he did understand what she said. He appreciated He listened to her. Opinion. Like like yeah. an adult. I was glad. I'm glad we got her spell exact spelling of her name and her name, but we couldn't see her face. That's a real shame. Yeah. Real shame. It'd be difficult probably to find her on on Instagram. No, actually, she's apparently really easy to find on Instagram. Thank you for catching the sarcasm. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, yes, Queen Hannah Ann goes Proud in. Proud of you. Proud uh, of you, baby girl. Does a good girl. job. Walks off victorious. Uh, Peter's head in her hands like david a real david and goliath situation (laughs) madison gets called up to the stage Uh, not yet all right sorry not yet but we are briefed on the fact that chris harrison went to auburn alabama supposedly of his own accord to talk to madison so what happened do you regret your decision (laughs) asks all these like i was so angry watching all this yeah just because of all the like freaking leading questions and not doing anything but ass- instigating and trying to stir the pot and like create more drama and more stuff to fill the show with. Oh, like yeah. I I had a real issue when like two two episodes ago or whatever we take this grandstand against you know cyberbullying of contestants and the women especially and how like they are real people and we need to keep that in mind and not treat them like less than human and in the same season chris harrison just like flies himself out to auburn's like i'm gonna you know disregard whatever like feelings these people's have and just try and create more show basically yep especially when he tells her i'll tell you anything you want he looks so desperate yeah yeah just let's gossip back. girl tell yeah. me you love him and i'll tell you anything you yeah want to so know. i mean basically the gist in the takeaway was that she like uh, do you regret your decision and she says like yeah she you know which i think it could be a truthful answer but doesn't necessarily mean that like we have to force getting back together mm-hmm. um but i mean this show <laughs> the setup being what it is i mean obviously we got to force that so um the next scene we see is uh, Peter just, you know, happens to be, what, out by the pool? or Expecting Chris Harrison. Expe- supposedly expecting Chris Harrison, and it's uh, Madison, and every- he- they're excited to see each other, and I'm sure they, like, nuzzle for, like, 45 minutes or something, and 
it's weird, but still no kiss points on the space. They, <laughs> wanna... I was hoping for you, Peter, or Peter. I'm calling Jordan Oof. Peter. I would like to request a retroactive nuzzle column, just to see if that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was rooting for you mostly because it would have been refreshing for someone else to win instead of It would have been easier at the, in, on the home horse. front, <laughs> right? Yeah, but it's fine. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did my best. It's similar to when we play Catan. Like, <laughs> even if I don't win, I just want someone else to beat Logan. <laughs> I'm on a two-game win streak on that, too. I know. How did that happen? Anyway. All right. Strategery. So they're, they're discussing the situation. They're both admitting mistakes have been made. Wounds have happened. Woundings have appeared. Woundings. They have wounded you. Yeah, so then... It appears that they're like basically we're just led to believe that they're gonna like give it a shot right and date or something and then she comes on the live show and it's basically the same kind of thing of like these weird leading questions like so her hair looks so long so long they definitely gave her extensions they gave they gave hannah and extensions too but like her madison's hair was already really long yeah extreme extensions though anyway too much hair definitely i want to see your pretty face honey um, or maybe she didn't want to have to look at Ari, and she needed some some cover. The hair, just like I would have loved if the hair just like kind of come in front of her like face. Cousin it. Oh, we should mention that the surprise visit in LA that the Barb cam Barb gave some heavy eye rolls. She was not oh, happy yeah. with this visit. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. When it was and all that negative, like ugh was directed at whenever Madison would say something, which, again, is really disappointing. It's like, you hate this girl for no good reason. Yeah, and that's that's really the main thing, Jordan, is, like, there is no good reason for her to be so, like, openly disdainful, like, to her face. Yeah. Um, And just, yeah. Yeah. She tries to justify it because when Chris Harrison asks her about her opinion, she says that, like, she was on Team Hannah for all the reasons we said before. She wanted to be wooed and pursued by whatever woman came into the situation, and Hannah Ann was the one who did it. A- according to Barb, Hannah Ann was the one who embraced her. It was organic, whatever. Um, she was so loving towards me. I was just into her so much, which is cringy line. Mm-hmm. And then she accuses Madison of the... Like starting off on a rocky road, which is just as much on Peter for letting you into the relationship <clears throat> and the conflict too much, not on Madison. Right. And then he brought up the waiting three hours thing, which I thought was unfair for reasons stated before. And I didn't even get an apology. I didn't get an apology when she did come in. And then she says that when she asked Madison if she loved Peter, she says that Madison said no. And that she would not accept an engagement in four days. Yeah, she said that was something that did not make the previous episode. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, oh, it's not fair that I, you know, like the public didn't see what we saw, and basically she gets to to say whatever she wants. Um, but yeah, it was all like it was very much. Uh, very very bitter towards madison again Mm -hmm. for no legit reason uh 
Barb strikes me as a very prideful woman. Um, And I think it would behoove her and her relationship with Peter, especially to try and swallow some of that and maybe uh, work on some things. Uh, But (laughs) I don't like, like just based on what we saw, like she seems to have really just stuck her flag in this hill of like, you know, Peter messed it up. Hannah Ann was the right one. And I'll never forgive Madison for what she allegedly did or whatever she made up in her mind that she did. And she's not going to budge. And like that, that it, that's really unfortunate to see just from a, a family perspective of what that could do to her relationship with Peter. Yeah. It was also, I thought it was a little unfortunate that ABC or Chris or however it went, like, they like basically gave her like two or three opportunities to like make the same series of points that were like all and then and Madison was just there and had to just oh, I know. take it and and again Peter didn't exactly like come to anyone's defense not that you know he necessarily needed to defend Madison but he could have like maybe in some way like stood up to his mom well so i was talking to someone about this earlier today that he's basically pleading with his parents to understand this is the woman I love. Right. Can't you just give it a chance and, and trust me when I'm sorry, if this is the man that I'm going to be in a relationship with and his mom's coming at me like that, I'm expecting more of a, yeah. maybe a, that's your opinion. You have a right to your opinion. This is the woman I love and I'm going to pursue a relationship with. Yeah. And because of that, I'm expecting not, would you please? I'm yeah, expecting not... that you treat her with respect and honor that you are also expecting to be treated with. Don't give her an option. Right. I'm sorry. There there could have been a lot more defending of yeah. the relationship. It was and very, why he was doing that. It was very sixteen year old, like, Mom, Dad, can you can you just lay off? Yes. Gosh. Definitely. Like, I'm making my own choices now. Put on yeah. your well, yeah, but but I guess if you live at home still, like you're not maybe, maybe well versed in having big boy conversations with your parents. Right. And again, parents have a right to an opinion, yeah. but it's yeah. up to Peter to decide what he's willing to compromise with Madison on, yes. not your decision. Also, as a mom, she kept using the I'm a mom, and I saw a woman, Hannah Ann, who was well like so in love Ugh. with my son. And who was willing to compromise. And in this relationship, I only see one person who's willing to compromise, which is Peter. So as a parent, I would assume that I would, I can understand you have someone who's telling you they love your son. But you also have a woman who comes to you when it is starting off on a rocky road, who's articulating herself well, who's assertive. She knows her values. She stands up for her values. And she, I mean, as a parent, I would think, you know, that's a woman that I would hope my son would be with. Who's yeah. strong, who's independent, and stands up for herself, who speaks so well. Like, right. But she doesn't see that because she sees, she wants easy. Uh-huh. Like yeah. we were talking and about it, before. And again, I think because in her mind, Madison represents a threat to this close-knit familial unit that they currently have 
But it's then, clearly just based on everyone agreeing with her. Right. Then she can't see any positive aspects of Madison's confidence, Madison's standards, and her yeah. like her sticking to those expectations for herself. She only sees it as negative traits, which it's not. But Barb, yeah. again, firmly entrenched in one, uh, you know, kind of position and not willing to uh, hear opposing viewpoints on it, it seems. Yeah. And then I guess, you know, just moving sort of past this too. So, you know, uh, Chris continues to ask some questions. So like, you know, where are you guys? Do you guys want to date? Do you want to consider this? Do did you guys, either of you guys get the vibe that like either of them were excited about the prospects of dating moving forward? No, no, it did not seem that way. They were both kind of just like, we're just going to take, take I mean, Peter just gave like the take it one day at a time answer. Like I would have expected an, at least a slightly more enthusiastic yes out of him of all people there. I mean, Madison, I could understand being a little more pensive just because she had just been like three times over just ribbed by Barb with no defense but i mean peter didn't even do a very good job of being like yeah i'm into it (laughs) i don't think you are so uh, that was kind of weird to me too i mean i don't think this ends well um clearly that's what i think but um... i didn't like when the one one of the things that Barb said about like he will have to fail to succeed. Yeah, that because was that seemed mean. Every one of his yeah, friends and family members agree that this is just not going to work out. But we hope it'll work out. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't yeah, say something like he'll have to fail to succeed and then say you hope it works out. Like that to me was one of those statements of you went over the line. Yeah. Like this is beyond having an opinion and, and being a caring parent. I also kind of felt, I forgot to share this earlier, how she was reacting to Hannah Ann, like the applauding and stuff. It felt more like someone, again, who's a fan of the the show. Yeah. Than like necessarily a parent. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, you should go with the one who says she loves you and wants to get engaged right now rather than really thinking about like the long term relationship and also the whole like being on quote, Team Peter versus, oh, well, what's this like to be one of the women? That's very much a, like, fandom thing versus, like, mm. a caring mom thing. Anyway, just a thought. Yeah, she she didn't separate those roles very well at all. Mm-hmm. Which, again, uh, tough scene. Yeah. Apparently, so there was, before Chris Harrison asked Peter's dad to chime in, uh barb whispered something in spanish to him mm-hmm. and i couldn't quite hear it but sources oh, i got it did you get it what was it so this is what uh this was in people magazine and apparently people sitting around barb confirmed this that she said di algo mal también ayúdame which translated to english means say something bad to help me yeah wow so again, we and we saw a precursor to this yeah. when she started clapping at the return engagement head. ring and she basically elbows him and was like, hey, start clapping with me. <laughs> she, because, and I did hear on the TV last night, a Udeme, and I was like, oh gosh, what came before that? But, and that that's when Peter's dad got in a real tough spot of like, 
I want to still be the good cop, but I also don't want my wife to skin me alive when we get home. Mm-hmm. And he he said some stuff, but didn't really say anything. Yeah. He basically, he was more of the sensible parent, which Peter even said, there are obstacles, there are differences. It's, we're going to have to work through. And dad kind of reiterates that. But he goes to the extreme of there's just so many obstacles and you don't re- you don't start a relationship that way. Yeah. Who's to say, Dad? Who's to say? Right. Again, when your parents are trying to use their relationship to influence yours, like just because the start of yours was wonderful doesn't mean that's going to be the case for your kids' relationships. Like, exactly. Because it went well that way, you, you hope it does, and that's fine to hope it does, but for them to disqualify something automatically just because it doesn't align with Peter senior and Barb is pretty short sighted. Yep. So anyway, all of the typical like press rounds that typically happen after the show, after the live finale and the morning after all of them were canceled. According to Rob Mills, who's like, I guess the head ABC like producer guy, He was saying that that was discussed weeks ago and they knew they were going to make this final episode more about like the family, that it could get tense. And he said, so they had agreed in advance that they were going to cancel those appearances Hmm. to be able to give Peter and Madison some more time and space um, on their own to maybe sort things out because he said they knew it was going to be pretty like emotional and difficult and that to have to go into interviews right after that could just like, put more strain and stress on the relationship when there's already so much you like think? Yeah. so i was like well at least like that was actually kind of refreshing in terms of well at least they're like maybe trying to give the relationship a fighting chance yeah. instead of like nope sorry guys it's like oh look you this one time are doing something to look out for your participants well-being yeah what a yeah. what a step in the right direction <laughs> yeah so we'll just have to wait and see yeah yeah, so let's, I mean, let's make a, predictions since we are dramatic. in the game of making picks. So they're gonna break up. They're gonna break up. Yeah, which sucks. Do you think Peter, they give it a Peter try will... at all, or are they just kind of like, let's not even? Start? Um, I'm kind of on the bandwagon that, or not. I don't know. I think I'm of the opinion that maybe in a few weeks we'll get a release that. We both are going to remain a big part of each other's lives, but we've decided to. (laughs) We have so much love in our hearts for each other. Yeah. Yeah, So. But dude, Peter needs to move out of his parents' house. If he's going to have any fighting chance with a woman that he wants to be with, he has got to move out. Yeah. And. And come see me for therapy. Yeah. That would be good. (laughs) 400 an hour. We can do this. Gang, gang. Dude. Five Um, hours a week. We're not even giving you. Peter. I'll even give you a sliding scale fee because I just think you need it so badly. Right. Slide it up. Slide me? it up, Pete, slide it up. Boca. Come on down, Peter. Come on down. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, I mean, I don't I just don't think I don't think the relationship is tenable at this point, just given all of the bad juju and like <laughs> bad uh parental relations that yeah. appear are important enough to Peter that he's like maybe less willing to compromise on those than other things, which is at least so far kind of interesting. Um, so yeah. And then, you know, add on to that, like, I think just in general, like lifestyle and like uh, issues 
I think that is probably enough. Um, Peter, what do you think? Week four, Bachelor in Paradise shows up, or? Oh, I think that'd be a bad move to go on Bachelor <laughs> in Paradise. Can't be doing it. But Hannah Ann's definitely going to get a redemption story on Bachelor in Paradise. That, Who's or they're going to save her, and she'll be on the next round of Bachelorette. She definitely got a Bachelorette edit. Yeah, but I think she she could she could really wreak some havoc on Paradise. Yeah, making her the Bachelorette would be such a pendulum swing from like thirty eight year old thirty eight year old Claire to twenty. Yeah, well, she'd be twenty four, twenty five maybe. Twenty five. Yeah. Ugh. Are we um? Are there going to be like a bunch of old guys cruising around Paradise? I literally brought this up on the last episode yeah. and minimized my concern. Well, now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> it I took a while like, to get there. Wow, this reminds together. me a lot of just okay. now thinking about entering This reminds me of having Jason on the pod in the fall. <laughs> but yes, we did bring it up about how weird that would be to have like some older guys and then these like 23-year-old the women. <laughs> McKenna's, and then you're like Frank's. Do you think like the women from Peter's season are like, me like oh great <laughs> i mean maybe who, you well, like, who do we who do we I mean, have they kind of all deserve it they, they're kind of all the worst we don't have anyone confirmed yet for bachelor in paradise i heard tammy and mckenna were confirmed oh really 95 percent, yes okay and that sounds about right those, we need to do a fantasy those draft two. those two seemed the most willing to we jump on whatever next opportunity came um yeah. after bachelorette can we maybe do a paradise draft we don't even have to podcast about it it's just for draft. our personal sake yeah yeah of who we think will be there dude paradise is so much content don't they do two two hour dude, episodes it's, a, it's a lot there's no way we could podcast <laughs> no, too no, much. i couldn't do it but just like and there's, there's no way you could keep a, a good score sheet for no either. i think it should be more of like we predictions for appearances so how the ringer does it is they they can only choose from Peter's season. I they just drafted all the girls from Peter's and season. they drafted girls from Peter's season, and it's they do only episode. you basically you only get points if like I guess that person actually like shows up or whatever. Okay. Right. We could keep it simple because I could use a break from scorekeeping. Who wants to take it off in Bachelorette, fellas? I can do Anyone? it. Or we could rotate. We should be, rotate. We should rotate. We should Here's rotate. That's a good idea. Look I'll at us, up. solving problems in How real time. How do we time. feel about uh, Claire's performance last night? Well, our recording cut off. Oh, uh, we didn't see all of it. I think we missed uh, like two minutes of it. Th- I mean, she didn't really say a whole lot. She was just kind of like... She looks like she's had some work done since her time on the uh, previous iterations of this. Not, Yeah, not obnoxious work. Looks good. Yeah, she's, no, no, no. she's it's tasteful. very pretty. It's tasteful work. I'm just um, saying. Very attractive. But yeah, her, her thing was just kind of like... Yeah, it's it's finally sinking in now that I'm like sitting here with you, and they played the clip of her, basically uh, refusing Pablo to... Juan Pablo, yeah, refusing any physical touch after, and going off on him as she made her exit, and how empowering that was for her, and what it has taught her. So yeah, just kind of like your cliche content. We didn't really learn anything, or what yep. she's looking for. Okay. So it's going to be a I, tough draft. I am excited. I I think it will be refreshing after the past few seasons to change it up a little bit. Have someone that's been maybe has been in Bachelor Nation for, you know, 
ropes. Four different ropes. appearances. But it's been like a couple years since we last saw her. There's a, a group of us who've not experienced her before. I think it'll be refreshing beyond just the age thing. Yeah. yeah. I, my only it. concern is also the old older guys, but for a different reason than Paradise. Like I'm, I'm more concerned oh. that there won't be as much to make fun of during yeah. Claire's season. I don't know. I think you could probably have some like douchey, like older, older fellers. Yeah. I, I just fear that guys. for some, the frat will have worn off too much and That's they'll just true. be like, I'm, I'm a uh, Randy. I'm an accountant. I'm 37. <laughs> I have uh, two kids. <laughs> I have two kids. I have not tested positive for coronavirus yet. Yet. That is, oh, uh... thank you for mentioning that because, uh, we said that it, it apparently got out that all the attendees of these live shows had to like sign an affidavit, an basically. NDA or an affidavit yeah. that's like, I'm not it, positive at this point, whatever. If you watch the end after like Claire gets introduced, like Barb, we saw on the Barb cam, Barb had been coughing directly into her hand, like throughout the entire show. And then as we cut to black, Barb is very like hands all over Claire, like hugging oh, her, no. hugging all over her. Oh, oh no! <laughs> so, Barb, first of all, you gotta cough into the elbow. Come on. Yes. This is twenty twenty. That is some crazy <laughs> though. Yes. Can't confirm. <laughs> that was Pat McAfee on Instagram. So, final score. Oh no. Look at Emily at. 1730 points. Yay! Next. Oh, I'm making the dog. Nora! Work. We have Jordan at 2110 points. Emily, not great. How do you? No, not at all. <laughs> Look. Look, I'm telling you. I was really off in my picks this year. We all know that. And then Logan, the winner at 2,235 points. Well, love. That's so I, I, I'm trying to do the quick math in my head here. I lost by 125. Mm-hmm. Like. Not much, Jordan. You were, you were. So what the engagement, was the engagement the 75 point category? Oh, yep. winner. Yeah, winner is yep. the 75 pointer. Plus, Logan also got a first impression rose. Yeah, Hannah did. Hannah he got fantasy rose. suite where Madison had not. Yeah. yeah, I'm just playing it through my head. Like if if Peter like, hadn't proposed to Hannah Ann, but they had still like, oh, we're gonna date after this. How how would the score have changed? What was the final gap you said? 125. So, so Logan would have but it would have been closer. It would have been, okay. been like a point margin. Yeah. Also, if Madison would have done less nuzzling and more kissing. kissing. Yep. And if she had said "I love you" a few more times. Unlike. But I respect your standards, Hannah Madison. Ann. You go, girl. Yep. Well, plus, plus. Uh, Hannah Ann got one more rose than Madison because she got the final rose, not just the engagement. So uh, that also. Well, she she I guess in my hypothetical she would have gotten the final rose. It just wouldn't have come with the ring. Mm. Yes. Well, times are yeah. tough, Daddy. We're there's, at the end of our season. Lie. It's the scoreboard. That's true. So it's kind of bittersweet. 
it is. This has been fun. It has I feel been like we're fun. really like in the groove now. Yeah. We're, we're a great we understand team. the best. <laughs> yeah, Emily, you can just do March Madness episodes with us. Just keep Perfect. it rolling. We won't tell Jason. Assuming there is March okay. Madness. This is uh, true. TBD yeah. on that. Wash your hands. Keep your hands away from your face. Don't kiss your loved ones. If you're feeling like you're having symptoms, stay home from work. Forearm, forearm shivers <clears throat> only to the loved ones. Yes. Weenus dap. Double taps. Dap, dap. Oh, okay. So speaking of the elbow dap, so the guy who came to interview me for ABC News, like <laughs> about the coronavirus, shook my hand. I'm like, dude. Oh. Like, you should know better. This is like fist bumps only right now, okay? What a monster. I know. Anyway. This has been lovely. Love it. Love it. I'll see you again in like a few months to talk about The Bachelorette. I'll see you again every day till then. When does The Bachelorette start, Emily? May. May 18th. So then we'll what? Rifle through that in about eight weeks and then straight into paradise? Straight into paradise. Para, para, paradise. (laughs) I am so excited to see what goes down on paradise. I hope Blake comes back. Yeah, that I boob. Hate, I hate him, but yes. I'd like to I, see JBJ. a John Paul Jones or a Connor S. return. Oh, Connor! Connor! See, I think, Jordan, your point about the 40-year-old dudes, you're not going to get the Connor types with, like, the 40-ish range dudes. Like, yeah, oh, Hannah, I think you're so, like, it's so great being here. <laughs> oh, love it. He's a winner, though, in my book. He is. He did a good job. That's of, all that uh, matters. Will Tyler C. be on Paradise? No. No. Too okay. much personal no. strife in his life. Too, um, too many things going well for him. Apparently, Hannah B. came to Jupiter for his mom's good. like memorial mm-hmm. funeral. Sweet. Very sweet. She had a brain aneurysm. I saw that. Wow. It's awful. The Tragic. Yeah. R.I.P. and love and peace to Tyler Cameron and his family. True that. All right. Well, well, anyway, this is the Wheel Route Podcast. This has been a lot of Bachelor Breakdown, a lot of serious talk, but hey, that's what we're here for. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on various social medias. You can find us on the internet at thewheelroute.com where you can stream the show. And you can also get it from your favorite podcast acquisition service. Until next time, go Gators. Go Hoos. May the roses ever be in your favor, boys. Bye.